0: Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about public policy and international relations graduate programs in the United States. So for today's episode, I want to talk about how to think about uh, the, your policy focus area in grad school, if you're a prospective policy student or a current policy student, and how to think about if your policy focus area is right for you and when it might be a good time to change. I think the easiest way um, to talk about this is for me to talk about my experience and how I thought about my policy focus area. And I would say, um, having talked to others who went to policy school, um, I mean, there might be some logistical differences based off where they went to school, but the the lines of thought are roughly the same. So, just to give you some context. Um, I am an interesting bird as when it comes to policy focus area because I changed my interest two times. Um, I went in going as going in as an education policy person. And then, uh, I pivoted to labor policy and then I pivoted from labor policy to technology policy. And I actually essentially got a job after grad school and essentially still doing a job after grad school uh, connected with technology policy. But um so with that in mind, I think it's I should probably just talk about uh just how I think about policy areas. Uh first and foremost, I totally get it that a lot of people coming in um with usually uh with a policy area or two uh in mind that they really want to focus in. And I think it's very smart to go in with one or two, even three, policy areas of interest and to test it out. And tied to that, I want to highlight that it's very okay to change your policy area focus within a policy school. Um, I would say probably 60% of people I knew or 66% of people I knew had at least a somewhat significant change in your policy area of focus. So... Um, so how, what are some criteria for which you should think about, uh, selecting a policy area or changing a policy area? Um, I've, I, I want to talk about five, five of them. And using my personal, uh, experience examples, I'll, I'll highlight like, illustrate, illustrate example. I'll try to illustrate examples of like when, um, something might be a deal breaker and be relevant for, uh, switching. All right. So uh, the first criteria would be type of research involved. So, you know, when you're not in policy school, um, you can Google what research is involved. You can read about research involved through uh, the popular literature or whatnot. But when you're in policy school, you have a much better insight, not only on what is the research tied to policy area, but what is po- what is popular and, and, and where, uh, like, where are the experts? What, what are the ranges of experts associated with the policy area? So um, if it's, you're still interested because you know, what's being focused on, what the type of research is involved uh, still appeals to you, yeah, then very good reason to stay. Um, this Me, for example, I realized right away uh, when I thought about research areas that education policy might not be my cup of tea. Now, there were people doing research on what I was interested in, um, which was uh, career outcomes tied to education. Um, That definitely did exist. But what I saw was that uh, the most popular or largest group of people doing research were mostly focused on K through 12, uh, either tied to testing or accessibility, uh, charters versus publics which don't get me wrong, are very important things uh, in education, uh, but it wasn't stuff I was interested in. So that was one of the reasons why I switched to labor policy, or uh, it started driving the switch. Uh, so, yeah, if the major key areas of research involved, might be a good reason to switch. All right. The second criteria is competitiveness, for roles coming out of the policy area. Um, I would say this definitely made me switch uh, out of education. I realized right away that I uh, personally was not competitive for uh, a large swath, if if not all the jobs, uh, tied to education. First of all, I'm not a former teacher. I didn't come from education programming or education HR, uh, I would say those who came from a teaching role or education advocacy or education union were by far and away uh, very easily some of the more competitive people in the education space. Um, And yeah, even though I had a very good background in um, operations management, that was not relevant or not that relevant in the education space. And it's even pointed out to me many times that um, me not having been a teacher was damaging to my ability to get roles. So um, the third thing to think about is what professional roles are even available? So this is the reason why I switched out of labor because I looked at the array of jobs that people focus on labor policy ended up with. Obviously, you always have your usual, like, research type stuff, but if you're not interested in research, and I, I, I did an internship in research, I did not find myself interested. Um, now what else is available or easily available that could be of interest? And what I found is that, you now short of being going to a, a research space or maybe a political space and being a subject matter expert, there wasn't that many easily uh, relatable jobs uh coming from labor policy maybe there's something out there that i just wasn't thinking about or wasn't really accessible to me but um yeah i i found a much more interesting connected jobs to be in technology policy so just based off consideration of professional roles even available that caused me to switch from labor policy to technology policy all right um Then there's professional environment. Um, Professional environment is one of the things that no one really thinks about when they're uh, thinking about policy areas, but it's probably, in my opinion, one of the most important uh, things that matter. And what I'm speaking to is among the jobs out there or job opportunities for jobs out there, the organizations uh, have those jobs. Do they have the professional environment? you want. Now, to a certain extent, this is personal preference because everyone has different ways of working, different uh, interests in what organization uh, they want to work for and what how how they're organized and what their culture is. But I think there's some general things people care about. Uh, Like, obviously, uh, having a very cohesive I I would say most people care about a cohesive work environment. Uh, Most people care about uh, having a being a work environment where you're, uh, very well. It's a much of a learning environment and also a friendly environment. Uh, it also helps you have nice people that you work with. Now, again, some people might prefer a more competitive environment. Some people might prefer a more individualist environment. That's up to each individual. Now, um, I, this again, professional environment was one of those things that uh, drove me away from education policy. Uh, because I looked at the organizations that had uh, education policy roles and uh, you know I even uh, did research for them I did a fellowship for them, uh, them and what I found personally and this may not be true for everyone is that a lot of the organizations tied to education policy had very passive aggressive environments and uh it was a, I, and to be honest, I was rather uncomfortable, uh, with the level of passive aggressiveness, um, that was present. I was also uncomfortable about how clicky they were, um, as in, as in, uh, a lot of people who are former teachers of one type or background of one type, uh, usually click, Click together, or and often weren't exactly most welcoming to people from more unorthodox backgrounds. Again, that's just why I saw. Um, so again, that's one of the reasons why uh, I didn't select education policy. Uh, again, if I was a teacher, maybe I would perform a teacher. I would have had a better experience. All right, um, and then the last thing is peers. Um, I think it really matters if, uh, not necessarily the people within your school, but generally the other people, uh, coming from a grad degree are people that you know, have shared interests, have shared, of, uh, have our p- personalities that you like working with. Um, not that you have to be friends with them, but I think there's something said about having peers that you work with, that you enjoy being around. Yeah, you know, when you work, you're spending a good chunk of your life at work. Um, and not. And uh, and not necessarily. Yeah, uh, you know, again, you don't have to be friends with, but I think relationship building is a big part of it. And um, this is what dr- kind of drove me away from labor policy a bit because I realized the space a lot of what I saw, um, outside the advocacy, which I didn't really have interest for. But a lot of what I saw uh, was more uh, quantitative folks. Don't get me wrong, I'm good at quant, I like quant, but I didn't want like pe- a lot of peers uh, who were just you know, focused on being uh quantitative and I wanted something that was, in which there was more of a networking element. And again, uh, maybe there's other parts of labor that had that, but from what was successful to me, what I saw, the peers at labor policy, uh, were not my cup of tea. So I moved to technology policy. So ultimately, I think to wrap up, uh, hey, it's important to pick the policy area that's right for you. And it's okay. Switch within grad school. But, uh, just, I think there's a fair amount to be said about exploring, exploring what works for you. All right. Thank you very much. And I hope you enjoyed this content.